everybody. It's our first uh, barn banter in uh, two months, so. It's like, uh, it's like 35 degrees up here in the old, uh, in the old barn. It's a bit, uh, <laughs> it's a bit toasty for the middle of the day, but we're going taking this thing off and we're going to do it no matter what. Oh, let me, uh, fix some crap here. There we go. Let's go. Let's go. Anyway, um... As everybody may or may not know, we took a couple months off over summer um, from the little uh, IG Live slash YouTube video podcast slash uh, uh, Spotify. Hey, Daniel, how you doing, buddy? Um, but we're going to bring it back. Um, we're going to try and do it a couple of times a month at least. Um, already got some great people lined up, so um, yeah. It's going to be fantastic. And what are, what are we talking about today? We ruffled some feathers with uh, KCS on, I think it was Tuesday night. Uh, he asked me to come on and talk about pricing. With no, um, uh, like there was no script. He just asked me how I did do it. And so I talked about how I do it, which always gets me in trouble. It's interesting. Um, Way back three or four years ago, I was in a discussion and somebody asked me how I, uh, what I use on, on gas lines. And I say I dope and then I tape them. And it, that, if you see a dope or tape video or uh, tape and dope video, it's my fault. I literally started that crap. Because um, that's how I do it. I've done it that way for uh, 35 years. My grandpa showed me how to do it. My dad showed me how to do it. I dope every fitting and then tape them. Not everyone, but most of them. And then, uh, of course, we went on to uh, jetting with hot water. That's how I do it up here. Because uh, we deal mostly with grease challenges and not uh, necessarily roots, like lots of people in uh, the southern states do. So, And then, um, I can't remember what the next one was. Anyway, doesn't matter. Oh yeah, union and non-union. <laughs> In fact, I think Turbo started that one. Um, but uh, clearly, I am a, a non-union guy, mostly because the union doesn't exist up here uh, in any sort of relevant sense. Don't even know who. Uh, it's not like the. It's not like uh, Ontario or Quebec or the Eastern Seaboard or maybe even California. I'm not sure about California, but. The union presence here in Alberta is next to nil. I couldn't even tell you a union shop up here. I'm sure there are some, but um, I wouldn't know exactly what they are. Oh, there's Michael Sukaris. You back from Greece yet, my man? Greetings. Are you still on vacation? Are you back? Are you back selling venting again, or are you still uh, uh, taking your six-week vacation? <laughs> Anyway, oh, he is back. Good. Get to work, man. In fact, I got a couple of emails from your boys. Uh, wasn't Matthew. I forget now. <laughs> it's been so busy uh, with, with uh, it's just, 
just been a crazy busy summer, which is what I want to sort of what I wanted to talk about today on uh, this version episode of Barn Banter. Is this real? <laughs> shark bites rule. Listen, there's an absolute place for shark bites. Um, they work fantastic. I use them all the time when it comes to CPVC and transferring to copper pipe in our commercial applications. For whatever reason, um, several of our uh, clients built their buildings with CPVC. It's absolute garbage. I don't care what anybody says. Maybe our water quality, it may be the way we treat our water in the city uh, with chlorine, I'm not sure. But it makes that pipe so brittle that it's almost unmanageable. And so when we have leaks or cracks, we attach to CPVC with shark bite and transfer it to copper with the shark bite fitting and then we press everything else. That's how we do it. Uh, and I will say, absolutely, I do not recommend this, but I have pressed uh, CPVC. And if you look at the specs of CBV, CPVC and the pressures that pressing creates, CPVC can absolutely handle um, that force. Um, I've never left one in. It's always been in an emergency basis where I couldn't have, I couldn't find in the city a two-inch coupling, CPVC, or sorry, shark bite coupling. No one had one, uh, but I had a two-inch like uh, uh, press coupling or ball valve or whatever. So I have pressed those, waited for those couplings to come in, and then replaced it. So it does work, and I will like obviously I'm a owner operator. So I'm the one that's taking the risk. I'm the one that's taking the risk with my insurance. Um, so I get to make those decisions. If you work for somebody, you should not make that decision without clearly and, and getting express permission, probably written permission to do that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so um, we talked on Tuesday Oh, oh! I've seen the Pex ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't lie to you. Pe or, uh, shark bites. Everybody craps on them, like a lot. Uh, but I, the only place I've ever seen one fail, in all truth, is if they're uh, frozen, which any copper press, uh, uh, Victolic, any fitting you make. Hey, what's up, Jay? Any fitting you put on, nothing can withstand ice. It's just a fact of the matter. So I certainly w wouldn't recommend um, shark bites like as a general rule, but you should uh, know where and when to use them so that you can be of, uh, of service to your customers. That's just how that goes. Um, if you're not using shark bites because I don't know, you think it's uh, um, a bad product, then you don't understand what that product is. Um, it's, like I said, like I said before, it certainly has its place. It certainly has its place. Uh, it's, it's a well-made product. In fact, 
uh, I, I, I know um, there's several other manufacturers. I won't say the names because I don't think I could say it accurately, but there are several other push-to-fit fittings out there. In fact, for years and years and years, as anybody that's uh, done home plumbing, uh, John Guest fittings have been out forever. We use those all the time when it comes to, uh, and you, you still do when it comes to reverse osmosis uh, systems or carbon filters or, you know, any of that crap. Um, John Guest fittings are everywhere. So push to fit isn't, uh, isn't a new thing. Sharkbite certainly has expanded its applications. Um, and just, like I said, I'm not going to, yo, what's up, big man? How's it going? How's Philly? I'm not going to, you know, belabor or labor that topic like crazy because it's not what we're here to chat, chat about. Um, GG is owned by Sharkbite in there. Is that is that in because uh, John Guest has been around since I can remember. So they, is that a recent acquisition or sort of one in the last decade or so? Maybe must be. I did not know that. There you go. John Guest is owned by Sharpite, and they are great. And they you can get John Guest fittings up to one inch. If you didn't know that, I know that. Okay, we're gonna talk about uh, Billy. I had a bunch of questions that I got written down here. We'll try and get to all of them. Um, yeah, it has been a while. I'm sure it has. Hello, Flush. How are you? You know what? I'm sorry. Everybody calls me Baker because it's Baker Plumbing, and that's my name. I'm just going to go with the, uh, with your Instagram name. Unless I've met you in person, then I know your name. That's kind of how that works. So, uh, so we were going to talk about the difference between flat rate and, uh, time and material and I'll try and watch the comments because it's just me on here today um, and answer any questions that you've got and I will say it right out loud I having done everything I'm saying I have done so I, it's not like I my opinion I'm not offering an opinion on something that I've never experienced so um, time or flat rate pricing I have done I did it for four or five years I did it before it was digital I bought the software, I went through the whole program, set up all my, uh, you know, what my price points wanted to be, and spent a fortune on getting them printed and bound. I had the coil binders, and they were, they were an inch thick for everything that we would do. Um, paid the money for it, paid a lot of money for it, um, and had to update them as you do every six months because prices change and so we would have uh, uh, every truck uh, and every tech would have their um, price book and they would walk into a residential home and say this is you know what we want to do and this is what or this is what you want us to do and this is what's going to cost and so I know for a fact um, that flat rate pricing and the model of flat rate pricing is uh, over yeah six months like you have to nowadays you ha would have to update your pricing every you have to update it every week I, I get a uh, yeah yeah seven days exactly um, we put that in um, for all of our stuff 
uh, this quote is good for seven days um, because I get a price update every week now for copper or brass or plastic or you know uh, anything everything's going up so when I did my flat rate pricing it was probably I you know probably 2003 through 2008 um, but it's absolutely set up I don't know how else to say this to gouge your customer because it has to take in uh, not all of the worst case scenarios but most of the worst case scenarios so that you can make money right like you want to change a wax seal uh, it's $385 or whatever your number is and so um, the problem with the flat rate model in my is that people are selling you that so there are companies out there lots of them now in fact I went to uh, it was called success group international um, and they were a flat rate company I don't know what they're called now they might still be around it was in Las Vegas at a big conference it was a big raw raw session of uh, how much money you're gonna make and blah 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 it was an, it was all a scam <laughs> you sp you gave those people tens of thousands of dollars to tell you how to run your business um, and you know here's the cookie cutter uh, model you can you know here's a couple of variables that you can mess with but this is how you need to run your business um, you need to have you know the blue shirts with the uh, Canadian or American flag your name uh, when we went you were supposed to have uh, like actual ID badges so that you could uh, you know you're uh, representing it was they could tell who you were <laughs> hey Victor how are you anyway um, my opinion of that is it's a total scam I'll price her coffee calculator weekend you got a price book yeah yeah so I'm with you so my pricing isn't any different than flat rate pricing like I'm not like people make it sound like I'm you know if it's four hundred dollars to replace a toilet Baker's at seven hundred and eighty dollars that's just not how it is and it my the way we do it is super easy because I know exactly what my uh, truck charge is that's the very first thing you see on any invoice I sent our truck charge is 85 bucks our next line item is labor however long we take it to do it now that doesn't mean we don't give estimates um, you know if someone phones me up and says I need my hot water tank replaced I'm like okay well that's a two and a half hour job right? X you know whatever your hourly rate is the tank is this much money um, your truck charge is this much money and we're going to use you know a couple of those uh, uh, braided connectors uh, press them in we're done you know I what, those things cost 26 bucks each I'm gonna charge them out at 55 bucks each it's a done deal uh, you know it's I can say I can give that quote over the phone it's you know 1875 to change a hot water tank um, is it a four inch do you have a three inch vent or a four inch vent? oh it's a, only a four inch vent or it's only a three inch vent all right well it's 275 bucks to upgrade your your vent to four inch 
I can do that because I've been doing this for long enough to know uh, what things cost and how long they should take. So, like I say, truck charge, hours worked, um, materials used, and then tools. Um, do I use a price list? No, I don't. So, um, we have um, we have an item for shop supplies, and we have an item for hand tools. Now, we don't use that on every single case. Like, if I use an extra screw, or we don't charge for that. But if we're, you know, hanging a bunch of stuff, then we'll charge our $45 for shop supplies. Um, depending on, uh, you know, that's the beauty, frankly, of the system that we do, which is customized, is we can make it work any way that we want. Um, and the beautiful thing uh, that my accountant loves and that I love is that I can, um, when somebody says, you know, uh, you spent $4,000 on average a month on gas, which is true. Um, how are you recovering that? I'm like, we charge $85 a month or $85 per call uh, for every call. So if we do, for, I, I, I don't have a calculator up here, but for easy math, let's say it's a hundred bucks, which is not, or 50 bucks, a $50 truck charge, um, and you do five calls a day, that's $250, uh, that you put in your pocket. That is, again, times five again is whatever that is. Uh, a week is 1100 bucks, right? math right on that uh we'll just go with the grand and then uh that's four thousand bucks a month so i'm covering my gas expenses in my truck charge if 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 gas goes up like it did then i may have to raise my truck charge to 90 bucks or 95 bucks or reduce it when i first started that system back in probably 2010 2009 2010 my truck charge was $35. It's now 85 bucks. My truck charge covers base. It literally says in the description, uh, um, arrival or dispatch and arrival of in inventory truck to site. That's all it says. Um, it's, uh, yeah. Vehicles, repairs and maintenance. So at the end of the, if I, Charging four thousand dollars a month in truck charges, that's uh, what is that? Forty-eight thousand dollars a year in um, uh, for the whole year, and, what, and that covers my gas, new tires, new brakes, um, oil changes, general maintenance, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's it's fascinating to me, and I. Uh, I don't mean this to be harsh, but every single one of us, I don't care who you are or where you work, have, has seen that poster of uh, we protect the health of the nation. You've either reposted it, posted it yourself, liked it, looked at that and said, yes, that's what plumbers do. And yet, I think most of us sell ourselves short because we're too afraid to, I don't know, have a confrontation with the customer over pricing. 
right? The only industries that I know of that do flat rate pricing are restaurants. Like when you order your BLT, it's $13.95. If you go to a hotel room, it's $399 a, a, a night, right? That's, that's literally how it works. If you go to your dentist, what do you get? They charge you to check your teeth, to, to, uh, to clean your teeth, to do an x-ray. They charge you for the, the fluoride. Like, you'll, if you get it, you'll get an itemized bill for every single thing that they use. It's a little bit different up here in Canada when it comes to, to medical, like a doctor. But they'll, you'll see every single thing that you do. Every single thing that that doctor does, you get billed for. And you can see it, and you'll see a line item for it. It may be outrageous, but it is what it is. The, the analogy I used when I was talking to uh, KCS was, uh, you ever seen a lawyer bill? You ever got a, a, a bill from a lawyer? That lawyer will charge you for everything. He'll charge you for paper clips. He charges you for photocopying. I made 200 copies of your file at 15 cents a copy. So this is what your bill is, right? Uh, let's see. Do you have? No. If I own, if so, depending on the customer, if we have two guys there, we just charge one truck charge. Yeah. If it's uh, and and to be perfectly you know transparent, if we are at a job working and then we have to return the next day or we have to come back a couple of days later to um, you know fix something else there's only one truck charge we try and be you know fair with our clientele we're it's not like every time we show up it's a truck charge if it's sort of the same job within reason then there's only one truck charge per per visit <laughs> You can't, I mean, the government's charging you for climate change. In fact, I mean, you can look at your electrical bill. They don't even, like, they don't even call it anything anymore. What do they call it? Z-Rider or Rider X or whatever the hell that is, is $6. Transmission fee, uh, connection fee, um, whatever. You look at your cell bill. You look at your cell phone bill. It'll tell you to the set. You get charged per second. Of what use they don't it's not a lump sum unless you don't have a you know if you don't have a very good plan and you're only paying 200 bucks a month all right i guess but if you have like me you know seven cell phones out there then i can see who makes what call when and how and why and all the rest of that stuff so um i think it's in your in everybody's best interest uh to use the time and material model and then you don't you're not a, you know you're not um beholden to those those companies i i don't want to besmirch anybody so i won't say their names but you know the guys that uh send you the software for you know for one technician is 900 to 1200 bucks a month so that you can have the opportunity to use their software and which is flat rate pricing is all it is. And we'll be here to help you. And I will, I will tell you one, we, like I say, we did flat rate pricing with Jonas. I don't even know if they're still around. I think they are. 
I spent $30,000 on Jonas software so that we could run everything through. It did dispatch. It did uh, scheduling. It did banking. It did invoicing. It did cost analysis of everything. You know, it was the cat's ass. So we bought it, or I bought it, and they came out and spent um, two weeks in our offices training all our staff how to use it. And uh, while they were there, everything worked fine. And the day after they left, it was nothing but technical problem, technical problem. And frankly, six months later, we walked away from it because it was unusable. I do realize that things have, um, you know, technology-wise have uh, improved significantly. But still, it's, uh, I think it's crazy. But um, these companies charge. They charge you per tech per license, uh, they're making money hand over fist, which is why I, I believe that the um, you know, flat rate model is uh, um, being propagated because they make so much money off of it, right? And then we were chatting again on Tuesday and the one guy said, you know, the best thing about flat rate is I can hide so much in it. That doesn't sound very uh, forthcoming. <laughs> I can hide all my stuff. So, and I get it. People are like, oh, you charge, you charge, you know, extra for tools. Again, nobody's given me tools. I would love to be one of those fellas that, um, you know, gets the uh, um, 200 pound package every month of the latest and greatest plumbing tools, whatever they may be, whatever brand they may be. I am not that guy. I pay for everything. You know, um, there's been some, fa you know, fabulous, you know, Ridge has been very kind to me. Um, there's been a few others. Uh, but still, you know, I, the 53 or whatever I have, RP351, I paid for. Um, it's a $4,000 tool. Why shouldn't I charge for that? I don't understand the blowback on that. If you think about it for one second, if you adapt, adopted what I'm telling you to do or suggesting that you should do, if you added $20 a day to every invoice that you created, you did one or uh, five invoices a day, that's $100 a day, it's $500 a week, that's $2,000 a month, and that's $24,000 a year that I'm putting back in your pocket with 20 bucks extra, which is um, um, like beyond easy to do. You should just do it. <laughs> you should try it. I'm telling you, it's the way to go. Um, and like I say, I can tell you, uh, almost to the penny, maybe not to the penny, to the dollar of what I build out drain cleaning because I have a line item for that. We used the you know, rigid K5208 uh, and uh, we charge X amount of dollars, well, you know, we charge an extra $300 to pull that thing off the machine, off the truck, and we used it five, uh, not 500 times, we used it 150 times. 
What is the math on that? I don't know. Um, 300 bucks times 100? Um, what's that, $30,000? Um, all plant equipment should be rented to the customer. Well, there's, I, I don't know necessarily about that, but you, in the restaurant industry, Echolab rents all their equipment. Those, most of the restaurants that you guys walk into, their dishwashers and all the rest of that stuff is not owned by them. It's rented by them. And uh, you're welcome to look up Echolab on the stock exchange. They are killing it. They make so much money off of that stuff, right? And in fact, that's what um, um, companies like uh, Reliance and some of those other big ones where they want to rent you Listen, we'll install your furnace for your air conditioning for you. And all you have to do is pay $48 a month. You're like, $48 a month, that's fantastic. But you'll never own that equipment. In five years, when it should be due, they'll um, sell you a new one. So you'll be renting that equipment in like forever. Like there's no end to it. And that's how those guys make their money. You imagine if... I had a thousand furnaces out there that were I was renting. Once I once I you know pay for my uh, equipment costs, which should happen fairly quickly if I have the capital to do it, I'm making forty eight thousand dollars a month clear off of that equipment and not doing anything to service it. Like it's just it's just a cash cow. Uh, so the only the only um, the only thing that changes in our hourly rate is the time of day. So between um, 7 in the morning and 4 in the afternoon, uh, we have our uh, one hourly rate. After 4 to uh, after four o'clock to 10 o'clock, it's, it's uh, time and a half of that hourly rate. And then um, after 10 o'clock at night, it's, uh, it's double that. So um, our rate ranges between sort of depending on who we work. We obviously give uh, um, um, discounts to people that spend. If you spend $100,000 a year with me, then you're getting a uh, discount on your labor. If you're, so the one-offs will be as high as 150 bucks an hour. And for some of our uh, most lucrative contracts, from my point of view, you know, we'll be sort of in that uh, 105, 110 mark. But those those rates and times transfer to all those people. So if you're calling me at um, 11 o'clock at night, it's basically 300 bucks an hour. Yeah, so I, I that's where I heard that from. I think it was Aaron Bond. We were chatting about that most homeowners rent their equipment. That is not a thing here in Alberta, but they're certainly pushing it. Uh, I've seen a bunch of it happen this summer where uh, um, um, these, these companies were in and saying, listen, you don't have to even come up with any money. We'll just start, we'll give you a brand new system and you just pay us, you know, initial deposit of $500 and then it's $48 a month for the rest of your life. <laughs> uh, this makes me want to start a company. Um, listen, uh, 
I was talking to I was talking to a guy today uh, that's going to come on the on the into the barn here in a couple of weeks. Um, making money in the plumbing industry is not the problem these days. It's dealing with vehicles, employees, uh, supply chain issues, um, the clientele. Um, you know, it's we talk about it all the time. Um, and I know at least a dozen people personally that started their businesses just before COVID or just or during COVID. The worst economic disaster of our generation. It, it, I, on the other hand, I know people that it's destroyed their lives. And these guys that started their plumbing companies are killing it. Why are they killing it? Why? Because there's no, like, no matter how much, you know, I promote the trade or anybody else on here, the influencers on here, uh, promote the trade, um, it, it is uh, a declining population in the trade world. In five years from now, there'll be less plumbers than there are now. And there'll be less tradesmen and women in the trade than there are now. It's just a fact. It is not reproducing itself. And so if you know anything about supply and demand, the, the demand's gonna go up. And what happens when the demand goes up? The price goes up. It's just, like, that's absolutely gonna happen. And these guys uh, that have started their businesses, um, kudos to them. At the same time, is it because they're smarter than anybody else? Is it because they have some innovative software? No, they're, like I've said here before, I've made fun of a few guys that are, you know, uh, nobody's grinding like me. I'm like, dude, no, you're no different. You're not special. If you're running your own business, then you're working your ass off trying to look after your customers. And so, um, where's I going with that? <laughs> oh, you know, uh, it, the reason that they're successful one of the main reasons that they're successful is because the talent pool is so shallow that people need plumbers. And it, that need isn't going anywhere. I know a couple union guys that left the union during COVID because there wasn't any work. None of the big projects were going because of all the protocols. And so in order to put food on the table, they started their own little mini business. And now they, they can't keep up because it's so busy. Again, I'm not, you know, uh, disrespecting any of them for doing it. I think it's awesome. But the reason that they're being successful is because there's nobody out there doing it. Oh, the new gen loves mincy payments. They hate once. Yeah, lots of companies are off. So I get it. I mean, um, the price of equipment is only going up as well. Um, I remember there is in Calgary, there's a, uh, downtown, there's a big, you know, really important intersection that everybody goes through. And I remember when I first started my career, probably back in 98 or 99 or whatever it was, when I saw this billboard, they had a big, huge, it was a hot water tank company. A plumbing company and that's all they did it was called hot water tanks to go 
and they had a, a, um, a mechanized billboard with a hot water tank with the feet running. And they were installing hot water tanks for $333.33. Probably some Masonic thing. But it didn't work out. They're out of business. Um, imagine install, installing a hot water tank for $333. Right? Now, like I said at the beginning, to install a hot water tank now, it's you know somewhere between $1,800 and $2,000, $2,200 to install a hot water tank. It's gone crazy. And I and I get that makes me think of another thing when it comes to flat rate. I see them on the billboards or on the bus signs all over the place and on billboards. You know, uh, a couple of the influential companies around here. Um, you know, we'll clean your main line for one hundred and forty nine dollars. And if we can't do it for one hundred and forty nine dollars, then it's free. There is no possible way that you can make money cleaning main sewers for one hundred and forty nine dollars per pot. Those technicians, and most of them are technicians, not plumbers, um, and that's a thing here in Canada. Um, in order to, like you, sh in order to be work for a plumbing company, technically you're supposed to have your apprentice, or your what's called your blue book, which means you're starting your apprenticeship. Um, those technicians walk into your home, and their job is to upsell you. They may take your $149 to start, but if they do their job well, you can add a zero to that for the new humidifier, new uh, relief valve, a new set of taps that you need, and a toilet tank repair. That's what they're doing. That's the problem. Another problem I have with flat rate is that you come in at this price and your job is to upsell the customer so crazily that you, you know, turn that you know, minimal call into thousands of dollars that that client wasn't expecting to pay. And you're fixing stuff that may or may not need to be fixed. That's how it is. Uh, three young kids I had helped me on the scene. <laughs> and they're all electric, electricians now. I've said it for years. Everybody wants to be a plumber until you have to be a plumber. In fact, we had a guy, one of Isaiah's friends, good guy, uh, he's been a friend of the family for years. He's trying to, you know, find his way a bit and says, Hey, I think I want to be a plumber. So great. He helped Isaiah on that commercial restaurant, uh, that we, uh, project managed went super well for a couple of days. And then we had a grease trap that we had to change. And it was a weird one cause it was in the ceiling space. And so we had to, uh, you know, rig it up so that we could lower it down with a rope. And we had Isaiah and his buddy underneath it, lowering it. And of course, it's got holes in it, so it's leaking on him and running down the back of his neck. That was the last day we saw him. He never came back. <laughs> Jakey, you know I love you, but everybody wants to be a plumber. So you got to be a plumber. That's just how that goes. It's to get them. Yeah, Casey's saying it right there. The reason that they have such low pricing is it's like the lost leader, right? Um, come in for this wicked price, and as soon as we're in the door, we're going to upsell you. I mean, I know Schneider uh, there in Philly. He does a lot of those dig-ups. You know, they're, they're lucrative um, jobs. I don't know his numbers, but let's just say it's a $10,000 job. So 
hey, um, you know, my, my sewer's backing up. Okay, yeah, we'll come check it out for 150 bucks. You walk in there, and they're like, some of those companies, they do it here too, they poke a little hole in it, get it flowing, run their camera and say, oh man, you need your whole place replaced. You know, the whole sewer system needs to replace. It's a, you know, it's a $17,000 job. Is it absolutely necessary? I don't know. I, like you say, the, uh, but let's be fair. There are unscrupulous and dishonest plumbers, just like there's dishonest lawyers, dishonest doctors, dishonest politicians. <laughs> we can talk about that. Yeah, I and I agree. I, you know, there is, if you're a fully licensed plumber, then you're not working on commission. You're just not. Um, and if you are, then you should reevaluate re um, um, your priorities because you can, you can do way better. All right. Uh, their sales sharks are not, not plumbers. Oh, yeah. No. So you're right. Uh, the one that comes to mind from a couple of weeks ago where uh, a client of mine, his wife, there was the house was way too hot. So she heard a radio advertisement for one of those big companies, called them up. They came out and told her, you have no refrigerant in your system. You need the whole thing replaced. It's uh, $14,000 to get a new air conditioning system. And it's been so hot here in uh, southern Alberta that she was like, okay, well, I'll I'll talk to my husband and get back to you. Well, she talks to her husband, who knows me, and he says, sends me a picture, and it's of the coil in the furnace, and it's covered in ice. And he says, yeah, the tech says there's no, uh, there's no refrigerant in there. I'm like, well, uh, you can't refrigerate without refrigerant, and that thing looks like it's refrigerated to the max. So there's either something wrong with a component or you don't have enough refrigerant. You might have a leak, like a tiny leak somewhere. I don't know what it is. Anyway, so we come out and check it out. Of course, there's a little leak in the system. We add some sealant, uh, add a little bit more uh, refrigerant to it. Costs them $600 and working fine, right? So the guy that's, you know... Uh, the technician that's telling the customer that there's no refrigerant um, is asinine. Uh, another one, since it's been, like I say, it's talk about air conditioning for a second, which may or may not be relevant, but um, one other guy said, uh, the system has R22, that's illegal. You need to change it right now. Uh, no, R22 is not illegal. You can't buy it anymore, but that doesn't make it illegal. It doesn't mean the system that has R22 refrigerant is currently illegal and must, must be replaced. But they freak this poor gal out. So she's like, ah, oh, there's something in my house that's illegal. I must replace it right now. I'm like, no, we actually have uh, some product that is compatible with it. We'll throw that in and get you off to the races. So instead of, again, another you know, $15,000 bill, I charge her $1,500. And she's delighted, happy. Everything's working great. So lots of those big companies are all just about, you know, they come home at the end of the day or they report to their bosses and their bosses say, how much did you sell? How much did you sell? If you're not selling 
and I don't know this for a fact, but if you're not selling $10,000 worth of equipment a day, you're no good to me, man. Get the hell out. So they, they think of every possible way uh, to, um, to upsell their stuff. Yeah, P.S. P.S. the plumber, yeah. I'll take poop over. Listen, grease traps suck. But there's the two things I hate, personally hate more than anything, is grease traps and urinals. But we do them all the time because there's only two ways to make money in this world. And it's to, the two ways are is to do something no one can do or something no one wants to do. And plumbing is both of those in lots of different circumstances. So grease traps and urinals, nobody wants to do. And so we almost write our own ticket. You want this fixed? We'll fix it for this amount of money. And they have to. It's actually been mandated. It has to be mandated all over North America by now. Uh, the, they have to clean their grease traps here in Calgary every month and have a report filled out. And there's, you know, sort of like health inspectors, grease trap inspectors that sort of roam the city to find out if the, who's in compliance and who's not. My background is fire. Check that out. The Baker Barn, baby. You know it. <laughs> I should have charged a cent less. Yeah. No. Yeah, same. We do it all. There's just stuff. It, and it doesn't matter what. Uh, my dad used to say, uh, every path has a puddle. So it doesn't matter what you choose to do. There's always going to be something that you hate to do in your chosen career path. And for me, uh, I hate urinals and I hate grease traps. I mostly hate urinals because, you know, I have a thousand stories of, uh, you know, auguring at a, at a urinal on a Friday night and some dude comes right here and whips it out and starts taking a whiz, like right by my face. I'm like, dude. There's, what you, I mean, like, I can't see I'm working here. Sorry, bro. You gotta go, you gotta go. So. <laughs> uh, crazy. Alright, a couple of questions that I think we have. Uh, what, um, I think I talked about cost breakdown. You should um, absolutely know what your costs are. Um, the first Baker inspired truck truck. Do it. Oh, good. Let me know how it goes. I don't think you can go wrong. I here's. I don't know where I heard this, but it was at, like it was in a seminar or some, you know, uh, advanced learning or whatever you want to call it, some extra course that I took, that said, um, that if you aren't getting, um at least 10 to 20% of your invoicing that goes out. So if you send out two, uh, uh, 20 invoices, you should have at least two complaints. Now, not, you know, freakouts, but complaints about pricing or comments on your, uh, that seems a bit much. If you're not getting two or 10%, then you're not high enough. So if you've gone the, la the entire COVID or the last six months, and nobody's bitched about your pricing, then you're too low. Yeah. 
Um, I guarantee it. And and so I'll tell you, I get a, we get a complaint every week about from somebody, dude. That's outrageous. I'm like, yeah, it is what it is. Sorry, man. Like, um, and lot and lots of those are on the estimates that we give. People are like, ah, oh, that's crazy. I'm like, all right, well, good luck checking, going around. And almost without fail, uh, those people call me back within a couple of days and say, do you still have time for us to visit? Um, on the side of, you know, running your own business is not for the foolhardy. Out of the customers that pay me on an annual basis 150K or more, um, every one of those customers over my 20 year career of working with them has come to me and said, dude, we're going with someone else um, because you're, you know, we found somebody cheaper. And in every single one of those instances, I have resisted the urge to be like, listen, I can fix my pricing, don't worry. I have said with a straight face, good luck with that, let me know how we can help you in the future. I get it, it's business, no hard feelings, um, let me know how they do. And every single one of those people, companies, uh, four of them, every single one of them have come back to me within a year and said, you know what, dude? <laughs> they were cheaper, but they weren't better. So if you can stick to your guns, and I, like, I'll fully admit, it's nerve-wracking. I'm like, holy crap, what am I doing? I should just lower my price by 10% and... You know, continue to do the work, but the the I don't want to say the lesson learned. Um, maybe it's the lesson learned is that if I stick to my guns, my customers learn the lesson that I'm good at what I do, and I'm worth the price that they pay to have me do what they do. Um, for sure. Let's see here. Do I tack on for points? Um, so. There's what you should, and I won't try and explain it here because I'll mess it up. There are two, the, the two M's. There's markup and margin. Markup is crap. Markup is when the builder tells you that you can mark up your materials 10%. You spend $5,000 on, on fixtures or whatever, and he tells you you can make $500. Total bullshit. You're not making anything. You want to make margin. My minimum margin is 35, 35%. So um, if I sell a $5,000 fixture package, I'm going to make close to, I'll sell it to them for somewhere between, uh, again, my math is whatever, 75 to eight grand. So I will make um, um, $2,500 to $3,000 off of that. So it's not points, it's margin. And you should look that up. What's the difference between margin and markup? It'll change your life. It'll change your life. <laughs> um, so that's how you gotta do it. Uh, paid what's the best paid advertising? I think that's changes per market. Um, but for me, Google has been the way to go, 100%. Um, Google's free. Um, it's, um, I, I don't pay for anything for Google. 
I, I get my own, I get my customers. You have to sort of chase down your customers to do uh, reviews. There's lots of uh, automatic software through Google that you can just send them the link and they can write a positive review, review for you. It takes three or four months to sort of get that thing on track. But um, if you have a good website and um, you put some effort into uh, Google, if you have, I think it's called Google My Business, if you sort of take the tutorials on that and do some of your uh, you know, self-learning and, and figure out how that works, you can make a ton of money on that. Uh, or not, not a ton of money, sorry. Uh, you'll get a lot of exposure. I currently get about uh, three, 3,500 to 4,000 unique uh, visits to my website through Google uh, every month. So um, that's that keeps us busy. We get lots of new stuff. Uh, do I adjust that for long-term customers? Do I adjust what? We do adjust. We have different hourly rates. Uh, for long-term customers, um, like I say, it's, you, our, our hourly rate ranges from about 105 to 155, depending on who you are and how long we work for you, and how much money. Not, it's not even how long you work for me. How much money you spend with me is, is sort of how I break it down. CIA class, thanks for joining in, man. Uh, no, the so the 35 is uh, hard and fast. I don't change it for no one. I can't, because then I'm not making any money. Um, we, that's the minimum. So if there's uh, um, a job I don't particularly like, or someone I don't want to work for, or whatever the case may be, I'll, it'll go up to 50. Um, and uh, some, some of those jobs we still get. But uh, no, 35 is the bottom line for me. Um, there's no sense, like, I, there's no sense doing a job if you're not going to make money at it. Like plumbing, I love what I do. I love it. I love the people I work with. I love the fact that I've crafted the business so that my sons work with me now. Um, it's, you know, it's been a hard fought battle to make all that stuff happen for sure. Uh, but it's plumbing. It's hard work, and sometimes it's freaking just gross. So um, there's no sense doing that stuff, in my mind, if you're not going to make money out of it. Why would you do it? Why would anybody do this job if you weren't profitable? So that's my 35% rule. Yes, I can post this. Yeah, it'll be on YouTube and Spotify uh, in the next day or so. If, you're, if you follow me on IG, which most of you do here, uh, I'll put it up in the story when it's uh, live on YouTube and IG. What else? Uh, the best ads, I guess. Same. Google. I don't know why you would go with anybody else. Google has made it so easy and so user-friendly from where it came from, you know, 20 years ago that it's just, you know, uh, there's lots of courses you can take. Um, and there's, you know... Uh, uh, online stuff that there's tons of YouTube videos that you can watch to sort of work your way through how to use Google My Business, how to use that's that's the program that you want. That's the one that's um, um, sanctioned by Google, made by Google. 
Um, and that's the one that I've used for the last six or seven years now. And it's worked fantastic for me. Fantastic. Um, anything else? I think I went through everything I went through. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, vehicles. We can talk about vehicles. And you have more than one guy in the job. Yeah, so we have, um, that's a good question. So we have in my uh, QuickBooks software and in my um, app that we use to create our work orders, uh, we have Tech A and Tech B. And so uh, the journeyman is Tech A and he's charged out at the highest rate. And then Tech B is charged out at 85 bucks an hour. Um, and it usually doesn't, like if it's a, a complex job where uh, both people working on there need, if it's me and Isaiah, we're both journeymen, then um, it'll be, you know, 135 each. Uh, but if it's, you know, one guy uh, doing the technical work and the other guy sort of, you know, cleaning up and handing tools and stuff like that, then we do have a second rate at 85 bucks an hour for their, um, for, for their work. So yeah, um, we uh, it's not straight across the board, which is again like I say I we've had lots and lots and lots of um, feedback uh, that people love the way that we do our invoicing. They just do because it's 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 very clear what they're paying for. Uh, there isn't any gouging going on. Um, it is what it is. Um, we try and, you know, if we do an estimate, we try and uh, honor that as best we can. But every one of those things is like, every estimate I give out is, this is how much time we're going to spend on this job. And usually we fall on that 90% of the time, but 10% of the time, we fall outside of that. Right? Like, I mean, you may or may not remember the, uh, one of the times I did this stupid barn banter and we had that... Uh, burst pipe in a hotel that they had poured concrete around it. There's no way you could flat rate that. There's no way. I was there for three hours trying to jackhammer concrete out of a wooden joist base. So that gets built out per hour of what I'm doing. So I, I, I honestly I, I'm trying to help you guys out. You don't have to take my advice. But you leaving money on the table if you're doing flat rate. And if you're so covered by your flat rate, right? Like it's so uh, generous on, in your favor, then you're, then you're leaving jobs on the table because you're not getting all the jobs that you want. That's just how that goes. Uh, there was one question on here that I, that uh, just for one story, we were I was talking to a guy about funeral homes. Um, I have one funeral home story. A sample invoice. Oh, jeez. I should start charging for this stuff. <laughs> uh, I can probably send you a sample invoice if you want. Like I say, I don't know how else to say it. There's four line items. Truck charge at the top. Number of hours worked. Uh, with the description of the work done. The materials used and any tools that have been used after. That's it. 
So um, if I use a jackhammer and a press gun and a whatever, uh, combustion analysis, and those are sort of some high ticket items, you know, I will, that will have, a jackhammer is, uh, if I pull out the jackhammer, it's 300 bucks. If I pull out a press tool, it's 250 bucks. If I do the combustion analysis, it's 475. So whatever that math is, you know, it's it's basically 900, it's $1,000 in tools, which people are like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Is it crazy? Is it? You really think it's crazy that you spent of your own money thousands of dollars on these tools? Like you buy yourself a Hilke jackhammer, it's three grand. You buy yourself a press tool, it's four grand. You buy yourself a decent combustion analysis kit, it's $3,000. So you've invested of your own money, you know, $12,000 in tools, and you're just going to rip them off your truck and use them? No problem at all? I think that's, I think that's asinine. I do. And that's from, coming from a place where I did flat rate, trying to incorporate that cost of tools and gas and insurance, you know, into a big flat rate number and hope at the end of the day, I make money at it. And you don't, and the problem with flat rate is you don't really know until the end of the month because you don't get to see your costs of everything and, and where you're making money and where you're losing money. The, the, doing the itemized, I'll, just to repeat, we're coming up on an hour here, so we're going to cut it here in about 10 or 15 minutes. So if you guys got any questions, ask them now because we got about 10 minutes left and then I'm going to cut this. But um, I can tell you exactly what I build out and what uh, it costs me. My new, I can show you all my new tool purchases and what I build up against that tool. Um, um, and so my accountant loves it because she's like, oh, well, you, you, know, you bought this many tools and you made this much money off of them. Which, which is good for, it tells me that I'm making money, right? Yes, I charge for basic hand tools. It's 35 bucks. How much money is in your basic hand tool tool bag? If you bought yourself, which I have, a veto bag, $300, buy yourself some uh, Knipex, uh, they're 85 bucks each. Um, um, you know, uh, some Wira. Those aren't cheap. You know, uh, Weehaw, keep going. All that stuff costs you money. So in my, you know, Vito tool bag, I probably have $4,000 worth of tools. Legitimately, so do you. Why wouldn't you charge for that? Right? Like if you have a Stanley screwdriver and a Craftsman pair of pliers, then maybe you shouldn't be charging for that. But if you have specialized tools... Like I have a, and so most of you guys probably, I have a, uh, a Kinepex, uh, you know, smooth jaw that can go up to three inches so that I can, you know, open up uh, flushometers. That thing's a hundred bucks. Why shouldn't I charge 35 bucks to use it? I don't, nobody can answer me that other than they're like, other, the only answer I ever get back from that is, Oh, that seems excessive. <laughs> okay. Like you say, if you're truly protecting the health of the nation, 
if you are truly a professional a tradesman or woman, then you should charge for it. I, I don't see there's, that there's anything wrong with that. You can charge whatever you want. Yeah, you got to, yeah, no, like you say, you, you, you got to be reasonable. Like you can't decide tomorrow. I can't decide tomorrow that my hour relates $400 in that if I, you know, my truck charge is 250 and, you know, if I pull out a screwdriver, it's $85. Like that's not going to go anywhere, right? Um, you got to have, you, you got, I mean, like I say, if you gave me your flat rate pricing and I gave you my itemized pricing, we're not off by much, like maybe 10%. Maybe, <clears throat> but the difference for me is I can account for it. My customers know exactly what they're paying for. Um, and there isn't, I'm not hiding anything to try and sneak it in. Oh, don't, I had to charge you this, but you don't know about it. Like it's sooner or later, that's gonna come out, right? Uh, what percentage do you work in for potential? I don't make mistakes. You can't do that. Um, so we uh, guarantee our labor for 90 days. That's it. And particularly in the commercial world, that's excessive because <clears throat> if you, you can fix a urinal in the next, you know, the next night, there could be a basketball game that somebody loses a thousand bucks and, you know, wrecks the urinal again. So if, if there's something that we've done that's negligent or or uh, inappropriate for whatever reason, then we're happy to cover that. Um, and we're honest with, you know, there's been a few times I'm like, yeah, man, that's totally my bad. Uh, that shouldn't have happened and it's covered. So, but the beauty of me being able to say that is because of everything that we just talked about. I'm making money everywhere else. I can walk in and cover some warranty stuff or some mistakes without batting an eye. I can show up at a little old lady's house and say, this one's on the house, ma'am, don't worry about it. Because, you know, I'm not, I don't need to make, you know, my $18 or my $180 or whatever the number is on every job or I'm going to go bankrupt. Right? That's how, that's how it works. Uh, anything else? Oh, where can you get some hat? So, yeah, we have, uh, <coughs> I should do that. We have a ton of hats and uh, hoodies and shirts that I'm trying to get. I haven't got it. Haven't found the time to put it on the store. Baker swag is everywhere. We've sent out thousands of pieces of uh, Baker swag all over the world. So we'll try and resurrect that here this fall. And um, yeah, it's becoming uh, a little bit more expensive to do that stuff. So we'll probably add a couple of. Uh, couple of dineros to get that shipped out to you but let me know dm me and we'll we'll find a way to get you some uh, some baker swag and you can rep us wherever you are all right just a couple minutes left peeps anything else do you have yeah so our minimum uh it's a weird number um it's like 322.75 or something like that with gst that's the uh, goods and services tax up here in Canada. We don't have a provincial sales tax, just a federal sales tax, which is the GST. So uh, in order to ring the doorbell 
it's 325 bucks, basically. 322, 75 or 79 or something like that. Um, which again, uh, we set up uh, because we don't necessarily like doing residential, so we don't really cater to that. There's a few companies in town here that cater exclusively to the residential market, and they do stuff like 50 bucks for 15 minutes, which we've worked it out. Um, it's basically the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're in, I again, I don't know. The, those guys are in there, like they're the sales sharks, like you say. They show up and find 10 other things that need to be fixed and spend two hours in your house and end up charging you 2,500 bucks to fix a bunch of stupid stuff that you weren't prepared to fix and that you didn't call them in to fix. And so we are just like, this is what it costs. That gets you an hour and a half of our time. It gets you a licensed plumber and uh, we can fix anything you got unless it's something weird like you've got some weird Coleman furnace that we need the vent, the venter or the uh, uh, exhaust vent for that I don't have on the truck. We, we have most of what we need on the truck or in the barn or somewhere close by. So yeah, they're like, uh, that's how we run it. <coughs> and um, the, the girls in the office say whatever their verbiage is, uh, like what I just said, 322 will get you this, this, and this, plus any parts that we need. Because you know, you never when someone says my my taps leaking or my or my uh, toilet's plugged, what does that mean? Is it just a toilet? Is it a main line? Are you got to pull the toilet and rip out uh, a do deodorant stick? Are you breaking the toilet? You need, you know what I mean? Like you have no idea what you're walking into on most of that stuff. So. That's uh, that's how we run it, and it works. It works well. People that want us want us. People that are it gets rid of the tire kickers, which I don't have time for. I don't know who uh, has time for those guys. Just to you know, they show up and they're yeah, we'll let you know. So you you know you showed up for eighty five bucks or fifty bucks or whatever. Um, and in today's world, that doesn't cover your your guy or your or your vehicle. And they're like, yeah, no, we'll get back to you. We'll let you know. Which means they're not getting back to you at all. Right? Anything else? Anything else? I think I covered all my, all my notes that I wanted to talk about. Um, we didn't talk about journey persons or journey men. Or journey women. It should be journey men or journey women as far as I'm concerned. What's a journey person? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, yeah. I think if you guys and girls um, follow those steps to this master class, you will make nothing but more money. And you can thank me for it. And I don't need you to thank me. Um, I'm sort of at the uh, point in my career where I am delighted to uh, share some of the experiences that I've had. If, if I can help the next generation be uh, um, as successful um, or more successful than me, um, then I 
I think that's great. Yes, there's only two genders. Sorry. Um, no, there's not. There are only two sexes. But the world... Gender is a made-up term. You're welcome to Google that and find out where that came from. Um, gender is an arbitrary um, construct that uh, helps people with... Um, um, mental challenges uh, feel better about themselves. There are only two sexes. That will probably get me banned and I'll have to start this account all over again like I did uh, back in whenever that was. What was that? January? Yeah. I made some ageism comments about myself and got my uh, 10,000 follower account nuked. Thanks, Instagram. You're awesome. <laughs> But the truth is, uh, it gave me the uh, initiative to start this and, uh, and engage a little bit more um, succinctly with the followers. I think it, I think it was great. Um, it, it was for the best. Um, you sort of look at that number and think, you know, you, you get some uh, satisfaction out of it, which is stupid. But... Uh, it's just a stupid number but uh, uh, truthfully I've had far more engagement with this account than I did on the other one and I hope to continue so uh, don't feel sorry don't feel sorry for me uh, I am the master and constructor of all my own successes and problems so um, if you've watched anything about the ranch life my farm life I live a fantastically wonderful life that's all because I decided to be, follow in my father's footsteps and become a plumber. It's, it's a marvelous profession. It's worthy of your time. It's worthy of your investment. It's worthy of you uh, doing the hard things to become a skilled and knowledgeable and experienced tradesman, man or woman. 100%. And with that, I don't think there's any other questions. I think I've answered them all. Um, have an excellent, uh, it's uh, Labor Day tomorrow. Get out there with the families. Get out there with your family or the people that you love and spend some time with them. Don't answer the phone. Wait till Tuesday. That's all I got to say. Thanks very much. Check it out. If you want to follow us on YouTube, Baker Plumbing on YouTube, check it out. Uh, we upload lots of stuff there. And, of course, if you want to check out the old uh, um, Spotify, follow uh, Barn Banter with Baker there. That'll be this will be up on there uh, tonight, and then it takes me a little bit while to edit to get it onto YouTube uh, tomorrow or the next day, whatever. Thanks everybody. Have an excellent day. Uh, I appreciate all the questions. DM me, me anytime. I'm happy to help out and answer what I can and share with what I what I know. And if I don't know, I'll tell you. I won't BS you. Anyway, that's it. Thanks very much. Peace.